Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans. Happy Friday, everybody, and uh, we are very pleased to be with you. We're over at the Smoothie King Center studios today. Uh, we were in a basketball kind of mood, obviously, the NBA draft last night. So we've uh, come back to the, uh, the house, if you will, and uh, we're pleased to be with you. We're going to talk a lot of NBA today. Really, that's about it. Uh, I've got a comment or two about football in just a moment, but um, Sekou Smith from NBA TV and NBA.com is our featured guest today on the Black and Blue Report. And we're going to try and work from 30,000 feet and make our way down a little bit deeper into some of the caverns of last night's NBA draft, which seemingly went on forever. I, I shouldn't complain. Um, it's still done in one night. It's still just two rounds. It's not as extensive as the NFL draft. Um, but nonetheless, you get into that second round and, um, you know, you sit there and say, Daniel Diaz, uh, don't really know a whole lot about him. Katie Lelane from UMass uh, goes 55 to the Spurs. Yeah, okay, we'll see. Uh, and then the Pelicans finally picked at number 56 last night, choosing Brandon Dawson, but then promptly trading Brandon Dawson to the Clippers um, for cash consideration. So, look, we kind of knew that it would be kind of a ho-hum night for the Pelicans unless there was going to be some kind of a, a trade or a move to get into the first round, and uh, that didn't happen, so then we were left with uh, – seeing the small forward from Michigan State being chosen for the Clippers by the Pelicans at 56, and then boom, 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 we were we were done with the draft. So uh, the free agency period is next. We'll talk, of course, with uh, Seku Smith about that, and uh, the Pelicans uh, may be busy, may be busy during that time. They'll, they'll be busy because there are some, there's things about the roster that have to be taken care of, uh, signed, sealed, delivered, or left behind, you know, if you will. But as far as big splashes go, Hard to say, hard to say at this point. So um, with that being said, congratulations to Carl Anthony Towns, the number one overall pick last night going to Minnesota. Minnesota had a very busy night. I thought the Lakers got a great pick at number two in D'Angelo Russell. Um, and, of course, we had while, – while we all thought it was going to be a very active night, uh, it wasn't as active. But still, because of what some teams did at their pre-appointed slots, we had the usual drama and – criticism and New York Knicks talk and all that stuff so uh, it was good and we'll talk about that with uh, Sekou Smith here 
in just a moment. Uh, I haven't been with you for the last few days. I know Daniel Salerson and uh, a cast of thousands have uh, been with you on this podcast, so I don't know if this was addressed or not, but um, Drew Brees was all over the place this week, and there was a there was a particular interview that was done with ESPN. Daniel, am I right on this? ESPN kind of started all this. Um, and they asked him about his, what he thought about his chances of winning another Super Bowl were. And his answer, which I, I don't want to quote or paraphrase because I'll get it wrong. I don't. I want to make sure it's word for word. But in a sense, he felt very, very good about his chances of winning another Super Bowl. And then that prompted a whole nother round of discussion and stories about whether Drew Brees was off his rocker or whether he was right on or anything else. Um, I've been holding on to this for a day or two because I haven't been with you on the Black and Blue Report, but what did you expect him to say? Did you expect Drew Brees to come out and say, well, I don't know, maybe. Well, you never know. You know, I, I just I found it to be silliness as far as dissecting Drew Brees' answer to a question that if he had answered it any other way, then maybe there would be cause for a concern or a story but the way he answered it was what you would expect and so that's my football thought for the day i hope everybody had a great time at minicamp and whatnot uh and now uh we're getting ready for the Greenbrier. um today is our last black and blue report of the season uh we will hit our july hiatus now and i'll have more on that before we get out of here today but next stop is Greenbrier, and next stop on the nba side is free agency we'll talk about that in a moment let's take a break when we come back, we're going to bring in Sekou Smith, talk about last night's NBA draft, what it all means right after this. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. This is Pelicans guard Drew Holiday, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. He's been with us before, and we are pleased to welcome back Siku Smith from NBA TV and NBA.com. Of course, we've been talking about the NBA draft here on this Friday. Last night, uh, we saw that thing go on into the night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and now it's all said and done. Um, Siku, first of all, uh, happy day after the draft. I know that we're all happy about that day. Um, and in its completion, I'm curious as to, to perhaps what you saw as maybe a franchise-changing moment last night, or if there was none at all. What would you think? Yeah, it's tough to say, man, and thanks for having me. Um, I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns, by himself, you know, just by his showing up, changes everything for Minnesota. I think in combination with what they've already got, you know, with young guys like Wiggins and, and, and Zach Levine on the roster already, Maybe they have the, the nucleus of what could be the, the group that changes things. But I didn't see one pick, not even some of the really shrewd picks, you know, value picks that, that came off the board later. Like, you know, to me, Justice Winslow was a great pick, you know, for Miami. Um, you know, Jolly Locafor sliding down a little bit from where people thought he would, you know, and, and go into Philadelphia. I don't know that any one of those was a, was a game-changer to me. Was, you know, going in, Sekou, there was so much talk. Obviously, I think that everybody had kind of reserved themselves to the thought of Carl Anthony Towns going to Minnesota, which, again, as you mentioned, they've got all this exciting young talent now. We'll see where it goes. But, you know, everybody wanted to talk about the Lakers and the Knicks at 2-4. and four, And because of their heritage and the markets and all that, that this would be a big moment uh, for each of those franchises and their and their fan bases. Um, did D'Angelo Russell surprise you with the Lakers, or is that exactly what you thought would happen? No, it didn't surprise me one bit. I thought that's who they would take. And if if there's something that's going to be close to a game changer, it could potentially be him. Uh, but you know this as well as anybody. Even when you get a, a truly you know, transcendent-type talent, it's going to take three or four years for that guy to get his team in a position to chase a playoff for us, Houston. And that's the difficult thing is even when a guy is ready to come in and and make a positive change, you know, for, for the franchise just by his, his presence and his game and how he's going to develop, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, we don't get that anymore where a lottery pick comes in and changes the game the way LeBron did when he came to Cleveland. I mean, it's got to be a, a truly special talent at, a, at the right time and the right spot with everything laid out for him for it to happen like that. Well, we've seen it here, obviously, with Chris Paul and then Anthony Davis. I mean, both have proven to be what we'll, we'll, you know, what we'll, we'll label as legacy players. But, look, Chris Paul's first year when the team was sitting in Oklahoma City after Hurricane Katrina, um, it was fun to watch him, and he won Rookie of the Year. But that wasn't a playoff team. Anthony Davis wasn't a playoff team. Siku, you're right on the money here with regard to impact at the top of the draft. It's it's a slow game as opposed to a quick fix, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the way it's supposed to be. If the league is as strong as we think it is, you know, it's very rare that you're going to get a guy to come in and do what Magic Johnson did, you know, his rookie season. That's just not the way it works. Um, you know, and I feel like if there was an Anthony Davis-type talent in this draft, then maybe you have a chance for that. I heard people talking about Carl Anthony Towns and Tim Duncan in the same breath, and I'm like, man, are you out of your mind? You know, like, I mean, that's, Tim Duncan should be kicking the door down and slapping somebody for talking like that because 
Anthony Towns is not a better prospect at the same stage to me than Anthony Davis was. And I heard people say, well, he's far, you know, far more advanced offensively than Anthony Davis was. And I'm like, maybe you didn't watch the Anthony Davis I watched in college, but I knew he was coming into the league and going to be an impact player. And then I, I was in London for the Olympics when he was a young pup and he was making an impact and leaving his teammates, you know, awestruck and just what they thought he would be in a couple of years, you know. So if anybody thinks Carl Anthony Towns is going to be the best player in basketball in the next four years, five years, then I want to see him because – that's where Anthony Davis is, and, and, and Towns or anybody else in this draft is nowhere near that level. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that, and I know people are going to say that I'm biased because I'm with them all the time, but I'm just trying to be objective in all this. What's Philadelphia doing with this pick and, and what they currently have on their roster? Well, actually, Okafor, I think, was the, the best thing that could have happened to Philly um, because we know we're going to get out of him. You know, All his other big men, from Noel to Embiid and all They've all been risks, huge risks, big gambles on whether or not you could develop these guys and put them in a position to take advantage of their physical talent. Okafor, his mold is already cut. We know what he's going to be. At at worst, you know, his floor is, hey, he's going to be a double-double guy. It's, you know, at best, he's an all-star and a big man anchor you can build a team around. So if he lands somewhere in between there, you know, you can't be upset with the pick. Did you find it hilarious that the Knicks fans again booed a pick in Chris Porzingis? No, I, listen, I, it's almost getting – it's just getting really sad at this point with the Knicks because was there any doubt they were going to go out on that limb and take him last night after that third pick? I thought, wow, they're going to screw this up and, and take Porzingis or Hazonia instead of taking Justice Winslow or Emmanuel Moutier a guy who's got a much better chance of panning out given the expectations than you do for a guy like Porzingis, who, listen, if he's not Dirk, if the reincarnation of Dirk Nowitzki, those fans will feel justified in their booing last night and forever, you know, because the international search for that Holy Grail player, that next Dirk, has turned every one of these guys into the great hype. You know, they, they come in with hype. It has nothing to do with them or their skills. You know, if, if we went around in this country and said, hey, this is a nice year old kid who looks really good in his workouts and he's going up and, and finishing above the rim and it's an well, we're not going to go crazy over him and say let's draft him with the top pick. We, we'd need to see him do that in a, a college environment or in a high school environment, somewhere where we could really gauge his performance before we said this is the guy that needs to be a top five pick. With Porzingis, we're going based strictly on, well, he's played in the second best league in the world which I, I disagree with, um, and he's got this, this unbelievable ceiling. It's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siku Smith was with us here from NBA TV and NBA.com. Um, Siku, if we're going to work from the premise of that this is all incomplete at this time, I mean, I think we have a gauge on some of these guys, but you and I have been in, in, in and around the NBA long enough to know that it's way too early to tell. Um, but with that, pre- with that premise – uh, who last night did themselves a lot of good and who really kind of screwed things up? And, there, and the, the answer may be nobody on either side, but is, is there is there somebody that fits each box? Well, I think, you know, the Knicks, no doubt, put themselves in an untenable position because they've got a guy now who's not going to be able to reach expectations unless he totally outperforms every other international top five pick who's ever been picked. 
you know, and does it overnight. I just think that's unrealistic. But there are a lot of teams, I think, that help themselves. Um, I think the Detroit Pistons help themselves tremendously with Stanley Johnson, mm-hmm. who's a 242-pound grown man, you know, ready to play and, and contribute in a major way. Um, I think Justice Winslow is much the same in Miami where man, he's, he is going to love the program they have for young, talented, budding superstar players in Miami because they've seen them before and they've nurtured them and grown them before, and that's going to allow him to slide right into that matrix. Um, I, I do love the Sam Decker pick in Houston. I think that's a guy who, value-wise, for where he went, is going to really outperform you know, his draft position. And uh, and I think Carl Anthony Towns and Okafor and D'Angelo Russell all have a chance, if handled properly, to be guys that help toward, you know, put, put a real nice push towards those teams getting back to where they want to be, if brought along properly. This, this in a lot of ways, um, sets up the next phase of the calendar here. The next step, of course, is going to be free agency coming up. I look at the Lakers pick last night with Russell. It tells me they wanted to fill a need at point guard, but it also tells me they were going to fill another need via free agency, whether it be Kevin Love or LaMarcus Aldridge, somewhere along those lines. How did last night's draft uh, set up the free agency period here, Siku? Well, no doubt it tells me that the Lakers have their designs on on one of those free agent big men you mentioned. Um, And I think for anybody to assume that they're they're going to strike out on all those guys is really naive. The Lakers usually – find what they want and are willing to stretch and pay for it in whatever way is necessary to get it done. So they, I would imagine Kevin Love or LaMarcus Rogers, one of those guys have a very hard time turning the Lakers down. Um, but yeah, it, it sets up the entire, you know, table for free agency because teams that didn't have the assets to get stuff done in the draft are definitely going to attack free agency in a different way. And there are teams that were on the cusp of getting to the final. Uh, or that, that feel like they, they should have been there, Chicago, Atlanta, you know, uh, Houston on the other side, certainly Memphis, these teams, they're all going to be hunting, you know, hunting the right fits in free agency to help take their teams to the next level. So I can't wait. I mean, free agency, I know I don't get much sleep in July every year, but uh, to me it's worth it you mm-hmm. know, when, you, when you consider how things break down and how much activity there is. What's going to happen in Sacramento now? I find it hard to, to see George Carl and DeMarcus Cousins continuing to coexist there. Um, and in a league where talent is always hard to procure and to develop, I don't see allowing my 24 and 12 big man who's you know under 25 to leave as opposed to my coach who's been in three or four different situations now and and left with sports that you know attitude and plan. Mm-hmm. In every place. I mean, it's always George can't get along with his star player. Therefore, the star player has to go. And, you know, and, and George ends up ruining whatever they have going on by virtue of just not being able to, to suck it up and be the bigger person in the situation and not not have his ego rule the day all the time. It is a mess, and, and I feel bad for that fan base. They're on a roller coaster ride that never seems to end. Um, before I let you go, Sekou, um, obviously the Pelicans were not a factor in last night's NBA draft. We kind of fully expected that. Um, but whether it be your own personal opinion or things you're hearing around the league here at a national level, 
about what you think the Pelicans may or may not do now with Dell Demps and Alvin Gentry going into the free agency period. What's what, if any, is uh, talk is there about what New Orleans may have for us? Well, clearly they need to add some depth um, with veteran players on that roster. But I will tell you this, and I've known him for close to two decades now. Alvin Gentry is going to do a fantastic job. He's he's such a smart, offensive-minded, you know, minutia, you know, driven coach, and he's going to find ways to make those guys effective. Some of those guys in ways. They had no idea they could be. Um, he never got enough credit for the work he did in Phoenix. Um, he, he had an unbelievable challenge as the head coach with the Clippers years ago. Um, but he did a great job at Golden State. He's going to he's going to tap into some things for some of those guys that they don't know they have, and I think it's going to be great for them. And they don't need seismic, you know, changes. I watched him that last night of the regular season uh, against San Antonio in person. There's plenty to work with. There's plenty on that roster that can be developed and groomed and and built into something that's, you know, there to last in the Western Conference. When you start with a transcendent talent like Anthony Davis, you have the pieces around him that complement his game. The sky is literally the limit, and I think they're on their way. Well, I, from your mouth to uh, whoever is in charge is here, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, one more question along those lines, because I know it's it's an interesting one, and I don't necessarily have the answer for it, but the decisions that are going to be made around the league, and the Pelicans have one themselves, a guy like Omer Ashik, um, there's always that, what what does he have, what can he give us, and at what price? Because that may be the trickiest question of the free agency period. Um, is a guy like Ashik going to command a price that's greater than, say, his his current employer, is willing to spend, or are we going to be in a free agency period here, Sekou, where um, money equals value or money equals talent? What what trend do you see for this year? Well, for big men, it's always the same thing. There's such a, a dearth of quality bigs who can give you double-double production that they're always going to tend to get overpaid. And we've seen it from Andrew Spiedrins to Andrew Bogut, um, you know, and on down the line. Samuel Dallabert, there's always been this rush to overpay big men um, because they're, you know, they're like Bigfoot. You know, you, you, it's hard to locate them, mm-hmm. and, and and teams are going to do whatever it takes to get one of those guys. But I think we saw a, tr- a change in the way teams feel like they can play and be effective in the final. Golden State essentially went out there and won a championship with a roster that had Draymond Green playing five. Um, and if you feel like you got the talent and the chemistry and flow to play like that and win like that, you're not going to stand there and shell out big money for big men when you can go out and find other players who give you the quality production that aren't that big. And you, I think the Pelicans are a prime example of a team that's going to have the combination of talent to play small ball and play it at an elite level. So, no, I, I, I think I think you don't overpay for a guy like Omar Ashton. There's no way. On that note, we will uh, call it a day here and uh, let you take a breath this weekend before, as you said, uh, is one of your busiest times of the year. And as we uh, get into that period, I want people to be able to follow you on Twitter, Sekou. Give me your Twitter handle again. Yes, at Sekou Smith NBA. And uh, you can track us down on NBA.com, on the HangCon blog, on the HangCon podcast, and on Twitter, of course, and everywhere else. We're going to be all over the place 
uh, all over free agency, of course, on NBA TV next week and NBA.com. You will be watching. He's a must-read and a must-watch on NBA TV as well. My friend, thank you very much. I, I, I won't see you in person here for a little bit, but I, I wish you all the best uh, in the coming weeks. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You got it. Sekou Smith with us from NBA TV at NBA.com, and we'll be right back after this. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Good stuff from Sacred Smith today from NBA.com and NBA TV. Um, I don't know why. He's our last guest. He's our last guest on Black and Blue Report for the 2014-2015 season. Uh, that's two seasons for us now, right? Uh, this one went about 11 months, and uh, we're ready to take a little break. And... Uh, and we're hoping that you have a fantastic 4th of July weekend and a fantastic July. And before you know it, um, we'll be back with you and back with you from West Virginia. Uh, our first show of the 2015-2016 uh, Black and Blue Report season, season three, um, will come to you from the Greenbrier on July the 29th, which I think is the first day of practice for the Saints. Um, a, n- a number of us will be traveling up like on July 27th, uh, rest of the... I guess logistical pieces will be put in place on the 28th, and it is full on, ready to go. Uh, new season on Wednesday, July 29th. In the meantime, in the meantime, um, we're going to do some thinking and have some conversations about what we'd like to do with this podcast slash show, uh, and where it should go coming into going into season three. And we want your input, so uh, we have the Twitter handle. That might be the best way to go. That is at Black Blue Report. Um, otherwise, uh, if it if it needs to be a, a longer suggestion or a thought or anything else, uh, my email address is sean s e a n 
dot Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, um, at pelicans.com or at saints.nfl.com. You can use, use either one. Um, feel free. Send me an email um, or even Daniel, too. Daniel Salerson, D-A-N-I-E-L dot Salerson, S-A-L-L-E-R-S-O-N at pelicans.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. Um, there are no bad ideas. Well, there are, but we won't tell you that's a bad idea. But uh, we're open to most anything. We're ready to take another big step, and uh, and this is for you all, so let's, let's include you in that conversation. Just take your time during the month of July. I guess Daniel will say maybe sooner rather than later, so we have time to work on your great suggestion. But uh, I want to thank Daniel, of course, for all that he's done for us uh, this past season, hosting, producing, engineering, booking guests, the whole nine yards, uh, Doug Tatum, John DeShazer, David Wesley, Jim Henderson. All of our regular guests have been um, – have been really a blessing to us, um, and we don't we don't throw a lot of things their way. They do it uh, a lot of it out of the kindness of their heart and their love uh, for Saints and Pelicans fans. So, uh, with that being said, we're about to say goodbye, and uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, oh, if there's any updates on how we deliver this show right now, I think we've got a, you know all these different ways to get it to you. But if we uh, change any of that, we'll uh, we'll let you know, of course, as well. Again, thanks for uh, being with us uh, whenever you can for No Appointment Radio all season long. Um, you know, all the great television shows, all the great television shows end their season with a big cliffhanger uh, to get you set up for the season premiere of the upcoming season. Look, whether it be the Pelican situation right now with Alvin Gentry um, and his new staff, Anthony Davis now coming off of two all-star appearances, the playoff appearance for the first time, uh, what's to come in free agency, or on the Saints side and what Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton and that crew have done to um, make better on the 7-9 campaign and a very exciting offseason so far, uh, we have left you here with two great cliffhangers on both sides. I think we're poised to have um, an exciting start to not only the Saints but the Pelicans' uh, calendars coming up. So keep all that in mind, and we'll leave you with those cliffhangers and all those storylines, and we'll pick them all right back up. Uh, soon enough. See you on July 29th, everybody. For Daniel, I'm Sean, and for all of us here uh, with the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans, have a great July, and we'll uh, talk to you from the Greenbrier. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.